Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome back to the Fred McNair program here on 91.7 WPRL. And as you're watching us on Facebook Live, the Braves Sports Network, 97.7 WMISWTYJ, Fayette Natchez, NatchezRadio.com, and in Jackson, 90.1 WMPR in Jackson. That's the Braves Sports Network. And, of course, we are on Facebook Live. Glad you can join us on this Monday. Charles Edmond here, our producers, Jamario Brooks and Cedric Tillman. As we talk about the Mississippi Valley State game, and it will be a good win for the Braves. Defense lights out. Offensively got some things going. And Tyler Smith got involved. Couldn't ask for a better night. Join us here on the Fred McNair program. Give us a call. All right, Coach Fred McNair joining us. Coach, congratulations on the win. Big win for your football team. And uh, offensively got some stuff going early. Defensively lights out. And Tyler Smith got involved. Couldn't ask for a better night of football. It was a great night uh, for Brady football, uh, Charles, in, in terms of what we was able to do against a great football team um, that Coach Vincent Danzi uh, put out on the field against us. And, um, you know, very challenging. We knew we had to play a full 60-minute ball game to, to be able to come out with a victory. And, um, and exactly 60 minutes. And, um, you know, we missed, had some opportunities there early in, in the game that we missed out on, um, scoring chances. Um, but overall, I think offense, was they played lights out. Um, defenses played fast and physical. Um, and again, you know, um, in the process of creating turnovers, um, from that standpoint, you know, at the end of the game, there, they uh, was able to uh, create another turnover, and it falls right into Tyler Smith's hands, and he run some 30 yards for the pay dirt uh, to cash it in. Such a setting moment for him um, to be in that situation for him uh, at home in the Delta, you know, uh, family. A chance to see him play, and, and he played the way we thought he was going to play. You know, he played he played well in terms of what he did on the football field uh, to be able to get that uh, former recovery and, and running in for a touchdown there, Charles. I think that was, that was very unique. Um, in terms of doing that uh, with all the things that surrounded him uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. Um, but it was good for him. Uh, got a chance to, to present him the game ball at the end of the, game, the, end of the, the night um, as well. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was something special. Just, uh, you know, divine intervention. You know, the football gods have a tendency to work things out a lot of times, Fred McNair. You, you know this, and as you talked about, it was a tough couple of weeks, but – how uh, how fitting was it to put the finishing touches on that game? And what better young man to do it than uh, Tyler Smith? We'll talk about that. Of course, Coach McNair uh, gave him the game ball, and uh, we'll have that audio and video of that in case you missed it. It's out there on social media, but uh, it was a, a pretty fitting moment. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. Text a question, 601-301-2611, and you can tweet a question um, on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. All right, Coach, let's get into the game. Valley won the toss deferred to the second half, and then therefore you got the football to start this game at the 39-yard line. Now, for all the talk, Coach McNair, we know this race team can run the football. There have been questions about throwing the football over the yard, spraying it around, and getting other receivers involved. And what about this first drive, Coach? Five for five was Aaron Allen. You came out throwing the football. Five for five. We got a touchdown out of the deal. Um, obviously with a, a big drive there as Jarvion Howard's four-yard touchdown run 
capping off a 61-yard drive in nine plays. But the big story of that first drive, our ability to push the football down the field, the little check downs were there. Matter of fact, Aaron Allen started out seven for seven in the game. Talk about the strategy to come out throwing it as compared to what we normally would do, which is ground and pound. You know, that that was a question about everybody uh, last last week against we paid Pine Bluff, you know, uh, about throwing the football. I mean, why throw the football uh, when you can run it? You know, we know what Battle was going to do. They were going to pack the box and, uh, and stop the run. And we knew that from the dough. Uh, but everybody didn't know that we could throw the football. But I knew the team knew we could throw it. So um, that's what we did. That's what we had to do to – to overcome some of the things that we didn't do so well um, up front um, in terms of uh, getting yards from the uh, from the run. Great job in his passing. I think that you know uh, what he did was 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 good. Uh, missed a couple throws. We had some drops um, during the course of the game, but um, he really managed the game well and, and made the throws the way he's supposed to make them to. So, uh, in terms of what we do in the passing game. Um, it's the concept and stuff that he sees and, and make the throw to the guy that's open. So, um, But, you know, we can throw the ball. I mean, it's just what the team gives us. Uh, we just have to take what they give us. If they give us the run, we'll run it. Uh, if they give us a pass, we'll pass it. So just to give our opposition something to think about in the next ball game. I mean, and the edges were obviously open. A lot of that stuff on that first drive was on the edge, left or right. You know, Valley was pretty stout defensively. You know, what, what made it challenging? I mean, you look at the final score, 30-7. to 7, It was close in the third quarter. Couldn't get a lot done in the third quarter. But Valley made it pretty tough. And we averaged 3.3 yards running the football. What what made it so uh, challenging offensively for this team? You know, the biggest thing is when, when, you, when, you got a, when you got a team like us that, that, that really run the ball well as we do, um, you know, you, 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 sit, you tend to look at defense, and then that's what they want to stop. Uh, to run, whether it's a six-man box or a seven-man box, uh, to come in to fit. Um, it's kind of tough to run on that kind of stuff when you're in certain personnel grouping uh, that you're in. So that's why we, we have the RPOs and, and things of that nature that we can just um, fake the run and then make the But um, I thought Allen did a great job of, of handing the ball off when he needed to and making the throws when he needed to. So he understands the stuff that we're, 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 we're coaching. And I think that you know, Coach Phillip in that room explaining to him other things that we need to get done in turn the course of the week um, for our next opponent. Ontario Hunt, C.J. Bowler, and Juan Anthony all got involved on that first drive. So we know about C.J. Bowler. We know about Juan Anthony and just what he can do with the yak yards, the yards after the catch. Uh, Hunt had the 89-yard uh, touchdown against McNeese. Talk a little bit about him. Oh, Hunt is a great receiver. He's, he's a down-the-field guy and, and uh, really high points the ball when it's thrown to him. So, He's one of the guys that we, we really rely, rely on uh, to make the plays. You know, we always talk about somebody to make a play. And uh, I think he made the big long catch uh, there um, during the course of the game to, to come down with a catch on that one. Uh, but, you know, he's a, he's a very, very reliable receiver, a great hands, and uh, pretty average speed to, to make the run. Obviously, one of the big questions over the last couple of days was, okay, we started out throwing the football, Seven for seven was Aaron Allen. He had one incompletion and then hit five in a row after that. So he started out 12 of 13. He finished 15 of 19. Uh, as the game progressed, we, we kind of went away from throwing it as much and spraying it around more of the ground and pound. Was, was there some changes in our philosophy or changes in what Valley was doing defensively? No, I wasn't changing anything. But, you know, during the course of a game, uh, you have a game plan. And, uh, and to see fit to where we had to keep those guys honest too. You know, and damn what they got. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. To pack the box, we just got to make sure that we we keep them inside of them and throw outside. So uh, it's a strategy and it's just a chess match. 
and I think that we, we chess match in terms of what we need to do offensively to move the ball. So we went up 7 to nothing, Coach, and Valley tied the game. And you look at Caleb Johnson, Coach, uh, a heck of an opportunity as we look at uh, Howard with the touchdown to, to give us the lead. But Valley, they kept feeding Caleb Johnson. And you talk about their offense and Jones and what he was able to do. And Caleb Johnson, how slippery of a customer he was. Talk a little bit about that and, and what was the challenge for you defensively. And even though our defense stepped up in the second half, really shut the door, but uh, Caleb Johnson, their quarterback, pretty slippery customers. Yeah, we made, we, um, we made those adjustments in, in terms of what they were going to do. We knew they were going to run the ball. Um, that's, the, that's, the, that's their pedigree, uh, running the football. And so that's, that's the thing that we, we had to stop to run. Uh, we was unable to – we had some missed tackles on the long uh, touchdown run. Um, uh, misfit some, and we, we kind of like stuck to the linemen at, at line. So uh, we just got to get our blocks and make plays, you know. But I think when it came out of the second half, we, we fitted things a little bit better than what we uh, did the first half. So um, uh turned out to be a pretty good second half for us. As you see, for those watching, you see the Caleb Johnson run just to check down. Off to the left, there were a couple of missed tackles there, Coach. Uh, there's one right there and, and a block there as, as we watch it. You know, just talk about that play in which they were able to score the touchdown and tie the game. Uh, too many missed tackles. I mean, you can see it right there, Charles. And, uh, instead of trying to get the ball to the ground, I think we were looking for a kill shot uh, from, from my guy. Instead of just playing the game, letting the game slow down, um, you know, you're going to get the play. You're going to make the play. Um, whether it's a, a kill shot or not, we just need the ball to the turf. And I think the guys understanding that as we go along um, and understand what Coach Thomas and his defensive staff is, is trying to get them to do in terms of uh, getting the ball to the turf. 7-7, seven, seven, our score at the end of the first quarter. Let's go to the phone lines, 601-877-6595. Gwen joins us here on this Monday night. Good evening, Gwen. How are you? I'm Edmund. How you doing? Doing well. Coach McNair, how you doing? I'm doing good, Miss Gwen. How are you? I'm doing good, yes. I'm just so happy. I was so happy up there in the Delta. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I just want to commend you, the team, and your staff on an excellent job. Keep on being brave, strong. Go to Baton Rouge there tonight and handle those Jaguars. All right. Thank you, Miss Gwen. Yes, sir. All right, Gwen, thank you very much. Uh, 7-7, Coach, at the end of the first quarter. But we had an opportunity to get some points, Coach. We had a field goal attempt that was missed. Keanu missed from 46 yards. Uh, at the 6:46 mark, we got the ball at the 20-yard line. We got uh, to Valley's 30, and the drive stalled there. Uh, talk about the, that drive, how it stalled, and just the execution of the kick there to try to give us the lead. You know, the biggest thing is I think we had, we had penalties down on that drive. Uh, charge on that drive, we had penalties to back us up. Um, to to give us a long field goal and you know I, of course of the the pregame warm up I know Keanu was the tall grass he was having problems trying to get his foot just right to hit the ball so uh, he kind of left it short uh, he had the distance I think uh, he just left it short right there so uh, able to miss that field goal so give us a ten uh, ten seven lead so a seven seven at the end of the first quarter as we look at the second quarter uh, we. Fast forward is a 12:04 in the second quarter. We got it at the 19-yard line, and so you, you look at it there, Coach. Uh, we grabbed the lead off a of Valley turnover. Uh, Jones was sacked for a loss of eight. The fumble recovered by Malachi Bailey at Valley's 19-yard line. Uh, so you looked at the momentum, and you see the the replay there. Uh, we, we got our hands on the football there. Obviously, a missed exchange, and we we're able to capitalize on it. And that's what you're supposed to do, Charles. Turnover, you got to score, uh, especially in the red zone and, and down in that area. Uh, it's so fitting that we you know, were able to score a touchdown on that play, um, on that possession, uh, to go up 14-7. And we were able to do just that as Jarviot Howard's one-yard run. Talk about a little, little, little wrinkle, Coach, direct snap uh, to Howard. Uh, student body left, student body right. Uh, he was able to get in the end zone. Cut, cut, looked like a little wrinkle there, Coach. A direct snap, snap to Jarviot Howard. At times, but right there, he got the handoff and the touchdown. Even though it was fourth down, too, by the way. I mean, we went 19 yards and seven plays, but the last two or three yards were very tough to come oh, by. Yeah, it's always tough. And, you know, like a very stingy defense for Valley. You know, they, they had the inside plug and outside the edges where they can contain. So, 
Uh, we were able to muster it up in there and get that touchdown by Javion. It was first and goal from the four. Then Howard, a two-yard rush, then no gain, then a one-yard rush. Valley took a timeout. And Howard with another uh, run for a touchdown. What, what, what made it so tough down? We all know when you get down inside the five, it's tough. Uh, talk about Valley's defensive line and how your offensive line, you know, how would you assess our O-line versus their D-line? You know, I think from the first first drive of the game, I thought we had control of, of the D-line with the tempo stuff. And, um, you know, that last possession there where we scored right there after the turnover, you know, they, they was kind of – uh, they was kind of getting off the ball. They, they was getting off the ball quick. Uh, that's a quick bunch of guys that, that really know how to play defense over there. Uh, Coach Danzig did a great job of, of those guys keeping their pads level, squeezing the gaps down, and, and making stops there. So, uh, unfortunately, we were able to to squeeze out a bit more mustard than, than they did to get that score on the end right there. We got the ball, Coach, with 5.51 left at our 29-yard line. Um, did a nice job of moving the football. We got to Valley's 10-yard line, and then a turnover. Nico Duffy, and I don't know, was it, you'll talk about it here in a moment, Nico Duffy with a fumble recovered uh, by Lindsey in the end zone. Was it a missed exchange or just a flat-out fumble? I think the, I think it was something going on with, with, with Nico, um, not just really get the ball in and uh, putting it high and tight. And he bobbed it the first time, and then the second time it came out. Um, Friday. That, uh, we can't fumble the ball, especially not in the red zone. I've uh, got an opportunity to go up there, uh, some more points there too, uh, to kind of put things in perspective uh, to where we want to have. So it was 14-7 to 7 at that point, Coach. We had an opportunity to get some points. You had a field goal, couldn't convert there. Had a fumble at the goal line, couldn't convert there. So despite everything, 14-7 to 7 at the half, how would you assess the first 30 minutes? You know, that's pretty good. I think we did, we did some great things um, with our arm as, as everyone throwing the ball. Defense played tough and creating turnovers during the first half. Um, keep you sustain the energy that we have, you know, in the first half, carry over to the second half. And I think that uh, will be the tale of the story coming out of halftime. Um, you know, but first half we played pretty good. Um, should have had more points, I thought, than what we had in terms of. And I thought we did a great job of, of mixing it up in terms of offense and defense. Left 10 points out there. Obviously, we were going in for a touchdown late in the half and then a field goal missed. So it was 14 to 7 at the break. Give us a call, 601 877 Let's go back to the phone lines. And I believe we have Althea from Atlanta on the line. Good evening, Althea. How are you? Oh, great. Thank you so much. Um, greetings, Coach McNair. My name is. Althea Tibbs out of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm class of 2012. And I was there right when you came in with Coach Hawkins. And I've been following your continued success since 2019, and I appreciate you. So I've got two questions for you. Coach, our defense is not as aggressive as they were in 2015, 2018, and 2019. What would we have to do to get more pressure on the quarterback and create more tackle for losses, if you will, as Dean Barnes would put it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think in terms of, uh, of, of uh, schematic and, and scheming up for offenses and the way they play, you know, it all is all indicated on what the offense is doing uh, in terms of the, the play, how they're running, kind of kind of limit us to doing some things that we want to do, but uh, a lot of times some change and and um and things of that nature but i think that this group here is more 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 physical than i've seen uh in a while in terms of up front or what they're doing up front uh we got more depth up front than we had uh in a while since i've seen it um these guys they just they're just biting at the bits right now i think they're doing a pretty good job of uh of doing things uh you take a look back at um the state game uh, you had 10 sacks, and and um, and we still creating sacks and turnovers. So I think we're on track to doing the things that we need to get done uh, to win ball games. I think that we just have to just keep working these guys hard each and every week and getting better every week. And that's the one thing that I talked to them about uh, this morning, Sunday Sunday night before practice, and um, and getting better, uh, better themselves. You know, it takes a lot of work. You know, we can't give it to you all the time, but you have to. 
you want to have to get better too at the same time as well. So it takes a lot of individual effort. Um, do some stuff too as well. But we, we as coaches, we give them all the information they need to be successful, and uh, and being a gritty, gritty. And I think that's that's still coming. Um, this what I've been seeing uh, from game to game. I think we're getting better uh, up front and on the back end of not not giving up too many. Okay. Um, second question. So, Coach, what are we doing to improve our offensive scheme? Because it appears that every team that we played knows our offensive scheme. I mean, we cannot go into Southern playing like we played Saturday, let alone Jackson State. I, I think we played good Saturday. Um, from my standpoint, as a head football coach, I never critique um, the way we play. I have to understand that we're going to get better each and every week. And I only worry about my next opponent, and that's going to be Southern and how we work against Southern. I don't look to the schedule. I look for the next game, and that's going to be Southern Baton Rouge down in Jaguar okay. Nation. Okay, Coach. Well, thank you so much. And, and one more thing, together we rise. That is exactly right. Together we rise. All right. Thank you very much. We really appreciate you calling in from Atlanta. Althea calling in. Atlanta. We'll take a time out here. We'll look at the second half where it was kind of a chess match in the second half in the third quarter. And I know coaches talked about this third quarter all year long, even at a recent practice, about how third quarters usually are, are, are pretty nip and tuck. So we'll talk all about that when we come back. We'll take a break. The Fred McNair Show rolls on after this. Time out. My son Aiden has asthma. Secondhand smoke has triggered his asthma so badly he ended up in the emergency room and spent multiple nights in intensive care. Now he's on a whole bunch of medications. My tip to you is don't be shy about telling people not to smoke around your kids. Half of U.S. kids are exposed to secondhand smoke. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair program, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. And you can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. We have some questions on the text line and the Twitter line. Let's go back to the phone lines. Marquise joining us. Good evening, Marquise. How you doing? How you doing, y'all? Doing well, doing well. What's up? How you doing, How you doing Coach? Marquise, I'm doing good, man. Man, I've been down there and wonder what's going on. <laughs> what's happening, Marquis? I had called down there that she is uh what's her name? Miss Miss Wayne. Uh-huh. That's her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had called down there about about five times and you know, I ain't get nobody. So I'm trying to see what I mean I know I know it's I know this is your show, but I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> what's, your, what's your question, Marquise? What's up? Oh, I just, uh, oh, just want to make my, uh, I want to make, I want to say congratulations to uh, All right. Awesome, Marquise. I appreciate you, man. Always. You you got a prediction for Saturday, Marquise? Oh, yeah. One, yeah, one quick prediction. Uh, I got, uh, I know, I know Southern beat y'all last year, but I hope y'all get this win. So my petition this go is, uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be close. I think, I think, I think y'all going to win by the game out three. I think it's still going to be, uh, so it's going to be, I think, 34-31. 34-31. It was kind of like that last year in a close high-scoring game. I kind of think the same way. 
think it's going to be an exciting game, a lot of fireworks. Every time we play Southern, it's a high-score game. Marquis, uh, thank you for calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Awesome, Marquise. All right, Marquise joining us. Uh, coaches, we look back at the Valley game, some things I thought about, just jot down some notes. You know, anytime you defer to the second half and you get the ball late in the first half, I call it, and I've heard this term used, a two-for-one. You get the ball late in the first half to try to get points. Then you come out of the locker room in the second half and try to get points. So you try to build momentum going into the locker room, try to come out of the locker room and get momentum. And I thought, you know, late first half, Valley got it with 250 left in the first half. And we were able to get off the field. And then early in the third quarter, they got the ball to 17 and was able to get off the field. I thought that exchange right there, those last couple of possessions defensively, I thought for me kind of set the table for the defense the rest of the way. It did, Charles. And that was a great, great job by the defense, what they was doing in terms of getting off the field. And we always talk about that during the course of our, our staff meeting, uh, getting off the field on third down. And I think that uh, they did a pretty good job of that. Uh, they were 6-15 to 15 on third down. So, I thought they did pretty good on getting off the field on third down and, and kind of set the tone for the rest of the ball game. The third quarters, Coach, and again, I, I was hopeful the way it was going and the way Valley was playing this year. You look at the games, Jackson, Florida A&M, you've kind of got up a couple of scores, three scores, and just come out in the third quarter, kind of put it away. But we've had times, and I go back to what we talked about at the top, where at, I was at practice one day and you reminded your team, what other what opposing coaches could possibly be saying about Alcorn. Hey, keep it close in the third quarter. They're going to stall, and we're going to find a way to get back in the game or pull away in the third quarter. The third quarter's kind of been our Achilles heel a little bit, Coach. So let's look at Saturday. Talk about that third quarter, just, tr- just trying to get something going in that third quarter, just couldn't quite do it. I think the biggest thing is I think the defense did a great job of getting off the field. I think we had a few drops on third down to make the conversion. Um, one time we didn't get we didn't get beyond, beyond the sticks uh, to execute third down, so we was three and out about three times in a row. Uh, we had a couple drops there on third down uh, to be to getting moving his chains um, as normal. You know that's something that we look at uh, during the course of the week, and I'm always critical on third down uh, conversion. Uh, we're right at fifty percent on third down. We got to get a little bit better than that uh, than fifty percent on third down. Um, in the course of the week, our third down efficiency um, in terms of what we do in the course of practice. Started a drive, Coach, at our one-yard line with 314 left in the third. And we've had these drives in which we you know, go the length of the field, 80, 90 yards, and get some points out of it. And this was the case here. We got the ball at the one-yard line with 314 left. It took us into the fourth quarter where we were able to get points a 29-yard field goal. So it was eight plays, 87 yards, but it took 326 off the clock. Talk a little bit about that drive because we're faced with a second and nine, a third and seven, a second and nine, a third and seven. And, of course, it stalled there. But just talk about that drive, how we're able to get points, we're able to get Valley off the field, go up by two scores, uh, and just take some time off the clock. It was a big drive for us, and hopefully you get a touchdown off that uh up that drive, charge, and instead of three points, I told Keani, I like I like field goals, but I really have touchdowns. So uh, he does a good job of kicking for us, charge, and uh, anything, any help that he give us is extra. So I think at that time that when he kicked that field goal for us, uh, made a little difference in the in the lead, um, being up 17-7. Yeah, it was 17-7 at that point. And then Valley got the ball early fourth quarter, and they got to the Braves 20-yard line. You got Caleb Johnson, Jamari Jones. Um, and so you, you look at those two, they were able to push the football and get uh, to our 20-yard line where the drive stalled there, Coach. Just talk about that. How big was that, getting off the field, not allowing Valley to get some points because that would have made it a 10-point game with, what, 11 minutes left in the game. So talk about that sequence as well, just small things. And our defense, again, stepped up getting off the field. And they, they've been great all year with that charge, and that's what that's what that's what's so great about it, you know. You got an offense and you got a defense. So, you know, and I always still say together we rise. You know, not one team win, not one team, not one side of the ball loses. It's always together, you know. So, in terms of that, they did an excellent job of, of holding there and get a, a missed field goal. So, with 7.20 left, hanging on to a 10 point lead, we got the football at the 21 yard line. We converted 
a third down and two. We converted a third and nine. And Malik Rogers, coach, a couple of big catches, maybe two or three big catches in the game in critical situations. We had a third and nine from Valley's 47, Rogers for 22 yards. That set us up for a, a situation where we got uh, a pretty good push there as Aaron Allen with five-yard run there to put us up 24 to seven. So just let's talk about that, Coach, the fact that Malik Rogers was able to make two or three big catches in critical situations to keep drives alive. And that's, and that's what these guys that's what these guys do, each other in the course of practice, work on, work on situation stuff. And I think that Malik is one that, that, that got, got pretty good hands and, and, and make catches for us. Um, on third down plays, did an excellent job of, of catching football for us and converting. And you see there Aaron Allen with a touchdown, nice fake as they really played Howard. And, you know, just talk about the toughness of Aaron Allen. I mean, we've seen – and he's really, you know, to me, caught me caught me sideways, as they say, when they talk about him running the football. He has really – you know, you get him out in space one-on-one, it's kind of hard to bring down. And uh, just talk about that particular play, getting him out in space. Yeah, he's tough, but I really see him run for the cone uh, than trying to cut it up and take that lick there, Charles. You know, just kind of save the, save the licks off of him. But, you know, just run for the pylon and – and score that way instead of just taking a lick on that play there. But uh, nevertheless, we got an end zone, and we scored, and he, got, he gets back up and, and like, ready to play again. So with that, it was a 10-play, 79-yard drive. That took five minutes off the clock. Was that kind of the thinking as well? I mean, knowing that we were kind of wearing Valley down a little bit, you saw that. Obviously, frustrated Valley was because our defense was stepping up. We were able to put some pretty good drives together, but more importantly, taking time off the clock. Did you kind of see that as the second half unfolded? You know, the kind of things that, you know, in terms of what they have in depth, Charles, you, you kind of see the wear and tear in them and see them getting wore down. And then we take advantage of our running game, of being able to pound the ball in a little bit and, and uh, just take a little more pressure off, um, off the passing game in, in terms of that. So I thought we did a great job of uh, Elliott mixing it up in terms of what he was doing offensively to – to, to score points and, and then move the ball successfully down the field and and um and and, and long yardage stuff. So uh, I thought it was pretty fitting to what we did um, coming out in the fourth quarter. And twenty four to seven with that touchdown and then Valley got the ball with two fifteen left. We were in control of the game. Valley obviously was trying to get the ball down the field, trying to get something going in the last couple of minutes. On a fourth and five from Valley's forty, Jamari Jones lost the football and recovered uh, by Tyler Smith. McCollum forced the fumble. But then Jamari, uh, obviously Tyler Smith with the recovery and the scoop and the score for 35 yards. Talk a little bit about that play, Coach. I mean, how fitting is it putting the final nail in this one, getting the win for sure, going away, but then Tyler Smith uh, putting the finishing touches on it. It was a great job by forcing the fumble for one, Charles, and and, and really uh, a greater job by – by Tyler uh, catching the ball and running down the field and, and scoring it. You know, um, great individual player. Um, he played with his heart. You know, he got it all into it. So I think it was very fit. So ecstatic. They, they really, really excited for him um, on that play charge to, to maybe score a touchdown at that moment. Uh, give a little stiff arm there. On the end with a trot. Could have ran back to Alcorn for that one, didn't he? I think he was headed back that way. It's a great play for him. Um, like I said, very humble guy. Uh, really understand. Uh, Talked about the last two weeks for him. I mean, you, you see the smile on his face. Uh, I'm going to try to get an interview with him for halftime, but just I, I was, you know, up in the box, obviously, he was talking with coach, uh, defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas. and you just see just uh, just how, how fitting is that and, and just the job that he has done these last couple of weeks emotionally and just you talked about how the team's rallied around him and uh, you know, back in his element. I mean, just he was he was all over that football, wasn't he? Just, it just oh. seemed like it was fitting. That ball came right to him mm-hmm. and uh, nowhere to go but to the end zone. That's exactly right. And just to see him just run um, as he get that fumble, because he's watching running to the end zone. Uh, it was a very, very touching moment. Uh, from my to see him just to be able to make that play and and uh, then point up towards the sky, you know, and, and with his mom and his sister, you know, just very touching moment. It was very emotional um, for all the players on the sideline to to see him that way, you know, uh, being able to 
to score a touchdown like that. The final there, that put it, that put it away. 30-7, uh, to seven, the Braves with the win. We'll talk a little bit about that and especially the, the post-game speech and the game ball. And uh, we'll kind of talk about that as well. We'll get your questions and comments. A lot of questions uh, coming out of this game. Obviously, a big game with Southern University coming up. Seems like when we play Southern, a lot is at stake. If you go back to 94, if you go back to the times we've been in Baton Rouge, the late Steve McNair, the Charlie Ward game, and all of that, and this has big stakes as well. So we'll get to all that coming up as we take this time out here on the Fred McNair Show. Join WPRL 91.7 FM for the award-winning coach Fred McNair radio show every Monday evening at 6 p.m. Hosted by Charles DeVos of the Brace Evans, Cedric Tillman, video man, and Jamario Chavez, which producer Coach Matt gives his thoughts on the last game and the upcoming game. For comments or questions, call 601-877-6595, text 601-301-2611, or send a tweet to Tall Man Radio. That's the Coach Fred McNair Radio Show on WPRL 91.7 FM at WPRL.org. Don't you, you know it, miss it. All right, welcome back to WPRL 91.7 FM in Lorman, Mississippi. And we're broadcasting from the beautiful campus of Alcorn State University. All right, welcome back to the uh, Fred McNair program on the Braves Sports Network. Of course, it was a fitting moment after the game. Braves head football coach Fred McMahon, the game ball, and, of course, who else would get that game ball? And uh, he was talking with his team, and he's got some video of it and some audio of it it as well as he uh, gave Tyler Smith the game ball. Let's check it out. Smith, I'm going to trade the ball with you, son. Man, how special is that, Coach? Uh, good video, good stuff. Uh, just, just talk about what that what that moment meant. Well, first of all, your post game, you're pretty emotional as you talk with Cedric Tillman uh, after the game. You know, just what was going through your mind right there as you were talking to Cedric, just all the emotions with him the last couple of weeks, big game, Mississippi Valley, the Delta rivalry game, all that. What was going through your mind there? You know, just seeing that, just seeing that play, uh, the Tyler ran in the end zone, um, charge, that, that meant a lot to, I think, this program in terms of what that young man had been through and, and for him to come back out and play the way he played. Um, even after the service on Saturday, he right back Sunday night. Um, during the course of practice and everything. So, um, you know, nobody never. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's sleeping spree event, save up to 50% on ceiling with queen mattresses starting at $349.99. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Coaches, uh, that's why we're here. Um, to be their fathers uh, away from home. And, um, and I think in terms of my mindset that um, just looking at him doing that, um, then accepting the game ball, uh, you know, meant a lot to me in terms of um, what this program has been um, been facing uh, for the last two weeks and being able to go to Valley and, and execute and play. Uh, the way we played uh, Saturday. Uh, so, you know, 
they have lives to live, and um, we have to be here for them at all times. So, um, you know, when I, when I tell them, you know, that I love them, they they understand that. They really do um, from that standpoint of how I feel about their well-being, uh, not only on the football field but in the classroom as well. They know how, how I am. So you know, just to be able to be, be here for those guys in that time of need and they understand who I am and, and why I am here. Um, not only does a coach to, to guide them and lead them in a positive light, you know. So those things that um, these young men go through, we go through as coaches. We go through it with them. A part of their life forever, you know, no matter when they graduate from school or, or wherever they may go uh, in their next um, in their next career, they always have um, people to call and, and talk to. Big emotional win, Coach, obviously. And it was a different set of circumstances. You know, logistics play a part, and just being fortunate to be around the teams and traveling with the teams and all that, logistics play a part in, in road games and maybe how you perform and kind of a little different uh, travel schedule. You stayed in Jackson, had to make the long drive over to, uh, to, to Itabina. That's an hour and change, you know, those type of things. And I think against Grambling, you'll be doing the same thing, staying over in Shreveport. So those type of things, you know, in your, in your mind, certain things happen at certain times. You know, you expect a 15- or 20-minute ride uh, to, the, to the stadium. It's a little bit different. Does that change any dynamics at all? I mean, regardless of whether you have to go 15 minutes or an hour, does that does that change things for you mentally as you go through your progressions as a coach getting ready, you know, two, three, four hours before the game? Uh, just preparation sometimes, Charles, and, and, you know, we we try and do a great job of uh, preparing the young men for what's ahead uh, during the course of the week and get them to understand what we have to do uh, to make this road success in terms of where we stay, uh, in terms of how long we're going to take to get to the to the to the uh, stadium. Uh, all that is all that is about timing, and all that is about scheduling. So um, most of the time, that's what I'm doing in the office, trying to figure out how we're gonna get there from B in terms of being get, making these guys comfortable um, in terms of um, getting there and and being ready to play. You know, it, it plays a plays a big part of it. You know, um, but these young men, they know and and they know coaches gonna gonna have them and and make. They need to be ready to play uh, for that night. Well, the Braves got it done, and they were ready to go. 22 of 29 with Aaron Allen, 300 yards. So we we, we, we see the situation, Coach, where we won a game scoring 38 points, and Aaron Allen threw for 99 yards. That was against UAPB. Threw for 300 yards on Saturday. He started out 7 for 7, then missed one, and then went 5 for 5. So he started out 12 of 13, finished 22 of 29, assessed his performance. You know, I think that it could have been a little bit better because we had some drops, uh, Charles, you know, in terms of what, what he could have done uh, with his arm. But he's a very intelligent, a high IQ quarterback that, that want to learn each and every every aspect of the concept or the coverage that, that we're in. Um, and us. So, um, Phillips, like I say, he does a great job in that room and uh, getting those guys ready to play. In terms of what he did on the football field on Saturday, he did an excellent job. Uh, he commanded the huddle um, and executed. In the running game, Coach, I mean, we're so used to the ground and pound, and we're so used to moving the chains. It was tough to come by. We averaged 3.3 yards per rushing attempt on Saturday. Jarvion Howard, 24 carries, 66 yards, averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Was this a surprise to you as you looked at Valley on film? You saw where we wound up averaging 3.3 yards a carry, 36 carries for 120 net yards. How tough was it when you looked at Valley on film based on what you saw in person and how tough it was in the trenches and trying to run on this team? First of all, it wasn't a surprise in, in terms of what Valley was doing. I knew what they was going to do, uh, but we just still have to make sure that we establish some kind of running game. I think that Coach Ratman and our offensive staff really did that. Uh, defense gets to run. Uh, they've been that way for years. Coach Danzy, the old guys on that side of the ball, uh, does a great job of defending the rush, the run. Um, but, you know, in terms of what we did, I think we accomplished the goal that we, we set out for was to win the ball game, um, no matter what it took, whether it's going to be in the air or on the ground. 
defensively, Coach, you look at your final numbers defensively, um, getting pressure to the quarterback, uh, Key leading the way with eight tackles, and yet six sacks. Six sacks in the game, Coach. What impressed you about the defense in all phases? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Can't get to the quarterback, you know. Uh, we had six sacks and we had ten in McNeese State and Pine Bluff, and I don't understand the question sometimes, but our defense is, is great. Uh, they're doing a great job of doing what they do, and Coach Thomas is doing a great job calling it. Um, we're just going to continue to press on these guys and, and make them better each and every day, you know. Uh, we go out and we compete very hard against one another, good on good. So it's only going to make us better during the course of the week. I think that our scout team's done a great job of uh, of uh, doing what us to look that we need uh, from our opposition um, in terms of working really hard and, and playing fast uh, for us. So um, defensively, I'm, I'm, I'm very pretty much pleased with what we got going on. We just have to do a better job of tackling the ball to the turf, I think, that that's going to be one of the main focus on this week uh, during the course of the practice. Yeah, the only touchdown that Valley had was that, you know, that check down to Caleb Johnson out in the flat, and there were two or three missed tackles there. Just a matter of continuing to uh, press upon technique and all that? That part, you know, I kind of told the guys, you know, um, in the meeting on Sunday, you know, you easily could have been fifth of the zero, you know. Uh, we left 20 out there. Um, then we gave up that, that long um, run tackle so uh, we look at that and and go back and look at the stats could have been something different you know in terms of the, the outcome of the game you talked about special teams uh, they had a 32 yard uh, return that set it up uh, set up uh, a potential score but the but our defense stepped up you know against Southern University special teams is going to probably be a factor in the game you talked about Keani and, and you know dealing with the tall grass and all of that you know how would you assess special teams well we gave it the long run on, on a kickoff return now for them, uh, created a lane for them, uh, but that's uncharacteristic of us and what we do on special teams uh, because we haven't been giving that up. Um, but, you know, I think what we got to do is, is bounce back from it and try to get better for this week against Southern. All right, let's go to the uh, text line, 601-301-2611. Uh, is the text number? Give us a text here. Now we've got one coming in. Uh, Coach, good evening. Uh, Greg Wynn against Mississippi Valley, and you're talking about Aaron Allen on the offensive side. Uh, but just a comment. I'd like for him to look over the whole field. I know he he stands tall in the pocket. He surveys the field. Coach, just talk about that aspect of it. I mean, I know he's looking for certain things. If it's not there, you don't want to throw it where the other guy is. Talk a little bit about that aspect of it, him standing tall in the pocket. Surveying the whole field. How would you assess that? <laughs> I mean, he, he surveyed the whole field. I mean, you know, I, I can't say anymore. I mean, he found the open guy, so that means he's looking to where he need to throw it. So uh, I don't understand the question, but uh, if you don't survey the whole field, he would probably throw it into somebody else's hand other than ours. Find an open receiver, he's throwing the ball where it needs to go. So I'm, I'm pretty much pleased with it. Uh, uh, just, just throwing the ball to the open guy and let's make runs after the catch, and, and let's score a touchdown. All right, from the uh, Twitter line, um, Alexis Smith talks about the fact that uh, Jarriott Howard in the Wildcat um, has just thought about using T. Adams in that, uh, in that situation as well uh, for more of an option. No. What about using T. Adams in the, in the Wildcat? I think T. Adams has got enough on his plate right now uh, to where he can get on the field and, and play that position that he's playing. We, we can't overload the, the young men in terms of what we're trying to do offensively. Uh, we don't want to short-circuit nobody. And I think that what T. Adam is doing is he's doing great uh, getting on the field now and, and playing a position that he'll be able to play. Um, and then, Coach, I know fans, you know, they love the win. And, you know, I talk with fans. I get calls from people, you know, during the course of the week, you know, win, lose, or draw, as they say. And, you know, we, we got the win on Saturday, and people were excited. And, you know, they like to see a lot of points. We all know what football's about offensively. want to score a lot of points. But some some people, you know, just talk about a little more sizzle and action in the offense, you know, double reverses and all that stuff. Still trying to work through the offense with a new quarterback and all of that. Um, you know, I know Elliot Radden's playbook has a lot of stuff in it, but 
just, just talk about the, you know, the sizzle aspect. I know ground and pound, we're doing those things. But uh, you, you say you're pretty content with where the offense is, considering ground and pound and just trying to stretch the field. I know we try the deep ball. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Allen, 22 of 29. You know, just, just talk about the aspect of it. I know fans love to see the, the sizzle and the flare and all that stuff. But, you know, just talk about that aspect of things. They want, they want the wow stuff. When we score a touchdown, just say wow. You know, <laughs> and I mean, wow. I've I watched football for a long time, Charles, and I've seen what double reverse, reverse, and stuff like that can really do. Uh, you can lose a lot of yards on them, them type things. And the first time I run a reverse and we lose yards, I about don't hear nobody say anything. Nobody say nothing. The first time I run a reverse and I lose negative yards, no one about to not say nothing. We're going to run our offense the way we run it. And I think Coach Ratner is doing a great job of putting in things to where we can execute and score a touchdown. Yep. Obviously, a lot of yards. We're doing a good job at moving the football, obviously. And, and uh, that, you know, again, another good, good effort offensively and, and scoring a bunch of points. And, Coach, that's that's what we've done the last couple of games. You look at UAPB, um, you know, you look at Mississippi Valley. You know, we, you know, there was a time in which we're on the wrong side of the offensive scale. 38 against UAPB. We come back and, and score a bunch of points against Valley. So we're, we're scoring the points. And, and, that, and the defense is doing their part. So, you know, as you look at it, Coach, with the bye week, you feel like that your team really had a lot of pop. You know, teams coming out of the bye week fresh, quick. I thought that first drive, quick to the football, quick in addressing the football, and really quick in getting things done. It is, and that's, that's what we do, charge the tempo. And the deficit of winning a football game is one point. Just one point. If I got one point more than my position, I win. Yep. Whether I score 70, whatever if it's two to zero. It's just, just one point. Yeah. That's all I need. And so you, you look at the last couple of days now, and we'll be talking about Southern in a moment. Just just talk about the last couple of days and just getting back to work because obviously with the standings, and uh, we'll talk about that, obviously, one of the big games in the conference on our side, uh, Southern University, you know, took care of business at Prairie View and Eric Dooley's return to preview and I know it's just we got to worry about our business but uh, things are getting interesting in the Southwestern Athletic Conference Western Division standings and this is kind of what we've been talking about and this is kind of what we have here it's not unexpected for sure that's why we have division Charles I mean you got to play for them uh, you know all games from here on out all of them count uh, whether it's in the division or not you know uh, it's the, who's going to have the, 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 the most wins in that division uh, to compete for the championship so uh, our main objective is to have more wins than the next opponent to, to be in the, the finale. And uh, that's what our ultimate goal is trying to, we're trying to reach. And, and just so happens, Southern's up next for us. And we're going to put a game plan together, offense, defense, special team, uh, to go down to the Jaguar Nation. They call it the bluff and, uh, and try to get a victory out of there. Uh, text just came in about Aaron Allen. And, of course, he threw for 300 yards. Um, I think you talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how much eligibility he has left. He would have uh, for another year now after this one. All right, so a couple of, couple of left. All right, we'll take a time out here. When we come back, we will talk about the Jaguars and Southern University in one of the big games of the week, maybe the biggest game of the week in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. We'll step aside. We'll get to the Jaguars after this timeout. The Old Country Store is a proud supporter of Oakland Braves football. For the best in down-home cooking like Grandmama used to do, you need to stop on by the Old Country Store and see Mr. D and his staff. You'll be glad you did. I'm getting hungry just by talking about it. The Old Country Store is open daily for dining or carry-out. And when you go by, tell Mr. D you heard on WBRL 91.7 FM. The Old Country Store is located at Highway 61 in Lorman, Mississippi. Look for the marquee picture of Mr. D holding that famous fried chicken. And when you go by, ask him the same the grandmama saw. That's the Old Country Store, open for business. The Old Country Store is a proud supporter of Alcorn Braves football. And remember to please be safe. All right, let's look at the Southern University Jaguars. They're three and two overall, two and one in the conference. You know what they've done. Florida Memorial, they beat them. Lost to LSU. 
they lost to Texas Southern 24 to nothing, a bye week, and then they beat UAPB 59 to 3 and 45 13 win over Prairie View as Eric Dooley returns to his former place of employment. That's one of the games of the week last week, coach, as well as, of course, Jackson State, Alabama State. So let's look at this uh, Southern University team. Head coach Eric Dooley coming back home from Louisiana. A lot of Louisiana flavor, a lot of Southern flavor, bringing some former Jaguars on his staff. You've got Dumas, who was one of the better defensive players uh, coming over from Prairie View to Southern University in a huge game. I mean, Southern has gotten off the mat a little bit after losing to Texas Southern. They've scored 104 points in the last two games, so you do the math there. That's 52 a game the last couple. So talk about this Southern team led by a kid, a Heinz transfer in uh, Bashan McCray. He's a good quarterback. He's a dual threat guy. He's going uh, to pass around, and uh, he's going um, to run the ball. Um, he's, he's the leading rusher right now um, for Southern um, with 429 yards of gain, so uh, with 49 attempts. So he, he's going to be a – He's going to be a handful um, for us, and uh, we just got to make sure that um, we're doing a great job of um, helping this guy up and tackling him. Uh, I think that's our main objective goal is to make sure that, that we rally him a little bit. And in the running game, they've got Rhymes leading the way, and Sims, the junior from Pine Prairie, Louisiana. We, we've seen him for the last couple of years. Talk about Rhymes, the freshman from Houston who's getting a bunch of carries. Man, he's a hard runner too, Charles, and he, he's going to carry the ball as well as, as, as uh, Sims. Um, and like I said, you know, we can't afford to have missed tackles uh, on these guys this week. Um, we just got to make sure that we we fitting and, and we wrapping these guys up and um, and taking them to the turf, you know. So uh, it's going to be a challenge for us, and, uh, you know, I think our defense is, is well up for it. So um, getting the guys back that we need to get back in, uh, in terms of uh, those positions. So it's going to be very challenging to think that, what we're going to do, I think, will be will be great against uh, the Russian. What What is a characteristic or characteristics coach of an Eric Dooley coach team? You know, he was a quarterback's coach at Grambling. Devontae Kincaid was the quarterback there. We remember that and, and the job that he did in developing him and what he did for Grambling. Then he comes to Prairie View and develops that offense with Jalen Morton, Jalen Morton and company, and then you had pass last year. You saw his offense and how dynamic it, it was at Prairie View. And now he comes to Southern University you know, as, as they say down there, as my good friend talks about, who's a Southern Southern supporter, you know, a basketball game on the football field, a bunch of plays, 80, 80, 90 plays. That's what he wants to do. That's what he tried to do at Prairie View and was successful at it. What are the characteristics of when you look at an Eric Dooley offensive team, whether it's at Prairie View or at Southern University, what's the one thing that kind of stands out? You know, they're going to play fast, and uh, they're going to they go as, as far as uh, you let them go, you know on them to make plays, and, and that's what he does. You know, going to be massive up front uh, for the offensive line, and they're going to be huge and, and just trying to smash it down a little bit. So um, his philosophy is to play fast and, and uh, get those guys rolling. Uh, but, you know, they, they call him the offensive guru. Um, but like I said, I told the guy this Sunday, Sunday night, you know, I beg difference and um, things that we're going to do. Uh, we just got to make sure that, that we um, we know what these guys are and, and uh, getting the guys to the turf, but you know he have a pretty good offense, and he, he had a pretty good offense everywhere he been. So um, can't knock him on that. But um, we we got a pretty good defense too. That's going to be standing and giving up things. All right. So when you look at this Jaguar defense, Coach Jordan Lewis, you know you talked about Jason Dumas, the transfer from Prairie View. What is it about this uh, Southern defense? I saw some of the highlights against UAPB. They had a pick six early in that game. What is it about this uh, Southern defense? Got to worry about. You know, Henry Miller does a real good job. That's the guy he brought, um, that um, Dooley brought from Prairie with him, the defensive coordinator, Henry Miller. So I played against, I played with Henry Miller in a arena football game. I know he, you know, uh, he'll get off the bus coming at you. You know, he's going he gonna bring to the, bring the pressure. And um, we just got to be ready for it offensively. I think that we'll put a game plan together to, to some of those things that he's going to do. Um, you know, those guys up front, they're going to give us a little pressure. Um, but I think we got his bow our neck in and, and um, establish some, some creases for, we, for us to run the football and, and protect the quarterback as he throw it. So uh, it's going to be a very challenging ball game. We just got to go out and play another full 60 minutes, you know. So it's going to be tough. And we, unfortunately, we we back on the road again and um, going to the bluff down at 
at Southern. So uh, it'll be very challenging. I think that, you know, we are up for the challenge of playing this uh, good Southern football team. Special teams coaches got to this always has been, and we know what happened last year and how special teams kicked the field goal at the horn to win it. Uh, what do you see in Southern special teams in terms of putting kickoff returns? Well, they, they, they play pretty good. They, gonna, they got some good return guys too, Charles. And that's the thing that we have to watch film on and be – be very cautious of those guys that return the football. Um, Whitfield, uh, he's a good, good returner, number 85, and he does a good job of returning the kicks and, and things of that nature. So um, we just got to make sure that we we know and um, the guy that's going to return the, the kick and Morgan, um, just know where those guys at and, and try our best to, to place the ball where it needs to be placed to those guys go down and cover. Comes this all-corn southern rivalry. It's just so many twists and turns with this rivalry. I mean, we play this team here at this stadium two straight years, the SWAC championship game. You know, you talk about the history, your, your brothers, uh, Steve, and setting the record against Southern, and, uh, you know, Lenore Footman getting the start in the muck and mire down there at Mumford Stadium, winning a big game, his first start, Arnold Walker with a touchdown in overtime. So many great moments in this rivalry, and I expect a lot more great moments on Saturday. It will be charged. You know, just go back to, you know, uh, Marino Casam days when he was here at Alcorn. He recruited me uh, in 86. And then uh, when I get here, he leave and go down to Southern to be the athletic director. So uh, so much rich history behind these two programs. Um, you know, the Pete Richardson, um, the, 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 the coach down there at Southern, you know, um, you know duly coached on the Pete Richardson uh, when he was at Southern. So, uh, a lot of rich history on the, on the, on the way these two programs have played over the years, and, and a lot of fans. You know, you took a look at the fan base. You know, when when uh, Southern Alcorn play, you know, the fans show up. You know, so I don't expect anything different than when we go down there on Saturday, Charles. Um, the Alcorn Brave family and and friends gonna show up and um, with all their purple and gold on and and uh, show up as a football program and, and get ready to play a real good Southern football team. Um, can't expect no better rivalry, Charles, and it's going to be a good one. Have the players talked about the disappointment of what happened there last year, losing the game at the buzzer? No, nah, they, they, they they don't. They, they look forward, Charles. They look forward to this this, this game this week. Um, very seldom you see any of the guys really talk about uh, what happened last year. They move forward from that. You know, after that game was over with, it's the next one of the next year, you know, so and now is the year uh, of the next one. So uh, we look forward to going back down. terms seems like when we play southern coach they're in our way and we're in their way and this game is no different because obviously we're number one we're in first place in the west southern has a loss and it just seems like again we're bumping heads and we're in each other's way again oh we just got to keep pounding ground we just got to do what we got to do as all coin uh, football brave to take care of business and i think that you know it's all about us and um and i tell the guys all the time you know we just got to do what we have to do um don't worry about the opposition. We execute well. We play defense. Special team well. We'll be okay. And at the end of the night, when the clock hit the triple zeros, you know, uh, that W and we'll be off. We'll be fine. You hear the phrase, my good friends talk about it, win the week. That's all you can do is just win this week and you deal with next week, next week. Yeah, preparation started last night, Charles. In the course of the night, practice last night. Uh, preparation started last night. So these guys understand that, you know, um, we, got, we got a week to get ready for a good Jaguar football team down in Southern. So uh, we just got to prepare ourselves, and this coach got to get these guys ready uh, to play. And, and um, so we'll strike. You know, I tell them all the time, but we just got to go and play our brand of football. From the injury standpoint, you talked about mm-hmm. getting healthy. Um, how are we looking on that front? How do we come out of Valley? I think everything is fine. We got a couple of nicks and bruises right right about now, Charles. But I think at the end of the week, um, probably by Wednesday, we'll, we'll have everybody back rolling. Um, and up and ready to go. So um, not nothing major. That's the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, just the idea of just getting those guys back in, in the rhythm of things and, and turn what we got to do offensive, defense, and special team. I know we record the show and do the show on Monday, and we talk about injuries. And unless it's something serious, it's most of the time it's kind of hard to, to tell on Mondays how things go because you still got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You heal up, you, you recuperate, you get treatment and all those things. So, you know, we talk about injuries. But unless it's a knee or something that's going to definitely take you out for that upcoming game, it's kind of hard to tell most of the time 
uh, with injuries this early in the week? Well, the biggest thing is, long as I don't see that van going down six to one south uh, to <laughs> yeah. merit help, I'm fine. You know, yeah. uh, in those terms, as long as that van is staying staying parked, that means we we're gonna be pretty good shape. Uh, a little ice, a little cold water, and everything like that, and a little stem will kind of get us back right. But but yeah, just as long as that van ain't going south six to one to merit help, you know, I think we'll get everybody back this week. Finally, Coach, how big would this win be? We get it, and we come home for homecoming with Texas Southern coming in. Man, you know, everybody, a lot of folks already on social media talking about homecoming. We get this one, and homecoming will be really something special if we get this one, our second straight on the road. It's just not like moving forward, Charles, but we, we got a Southern Jaguars football team to think about in the next few days uh, in preparation. So um, we're going to go down there and fight, fight our butts off, and, and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a fight. And, uh, it's going to be a tough battle. Uh, we're going to go down and and the football and try to come out with a big down there south. Coach, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week right here as we get ready for homecoming. Let's get this one on Saturday. Thanks, Charles. Brave, together we rise. That's the Fred McNair program on this Monday. We appreciate the calls and the texts and the tweets. We'll talk to you next Monday night. We'll recap Southern University and look ahead to Andrew Body and the Texas Southern Tigers on homecoming. That'll do it for our producer, Jamario Brooks, Cedric Tillman, on the Fred McNair program on this Monday night. We'll talk to you seven days from now. Same time, same bat channel. So long. And Social Security. FisherInvestments.com. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Realize their dreams. Mississippi radio and TV broadcasters are looking for the best of the best to work in a variety of rewarding positions. Apply today and learn more. Visit msbroadcasters.org and click on the scholarships link. Applications must be received by October 15th. Hear that? That's Seaspire Country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, Seaspire Business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, Touchdown! 